0: In this week's secondary feature, we've been uh, examining how the commercial proposition for Quadrise Fuels has unfolded since uh, 2006. It's no stranger to a lot of our uh, readership, the company itself. And we've been trying to determine if it holds any lessons for retail investors in uh, blue sky stocks. I'm joined by Mike Kirk, who's the executive chairman of Quadrise Fuels. Mike, I guess the main thing that that you mentioned to me previously is that uh, quality that uh, investors need with a company like Quadrise is, is patience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think for a business which is funded on a proven technology but actually taking that technology into a very conservative marketplace and making that ultimately a commercial proposition does take a lot of time. And I think if they're looking for other pointers, I think looking at the quality of the people that those companies, and I'll take Quadrise in particular here, sort of keep is a good way for them to look at is there any third-party corroboration on this. And I think with ours our partners in Maersk, the world's largest shipping company, and Axonobel, one of the world's largest specialty chemical companies, gives that sort of third-party corroboration that the technology is seen to be uh, something that's going to work and actually does work and we've proven that over a long period of time
0: I think obviously that's uh, an attractive point for investors too but there's a flip side to that as well because when you're dealing with uh, companies of this magnitude you know they call the shots to a certain extent in terms of the uh, uh, the, the testing regime and, and the timetables as well
1: yeah potentially they do and I think if you look back on our history there's been uh, some examples where the timescales have perhaps expanded but we've got a great example at the moment with the work we're doing with Sepsia and MERSC where from 1st sight of contracts to actually delivery of the first load of fuel to Maersk for their current operational and uh, loaner trial took us around nine months and actually was bang on target. So I think whilst there are some examples out there, we've actually, I think, really now shown that we can deliver against these working with companies that are much larger than us.
0: So where do we think that Quadrise is on, on that timeline now? Because um, obviously we, there, there's been seaborne trials before to do with the, um, the marine engines themselves. Uh, what's different about th- this time around? I think this you could almost
1: characterize as the, the sort of final dress rehearsal for us. We've proven the technology works out there across a large number of laboratory and operational trials. And this is the opportunity for Maersk to show that with a ship running in normal operation over an extended period of time a total burn of around 4,000 hours over around nine months, that they can show that that is able to be done in normal operation. So they're looking to do two things primarily. One is to get a formal letter of no obligation from Vautzilla to say that there is no problem in using this fuel in their engines in terms of any warranty issues. And the second is just to fine-tune those operational day-to-day details of how you run a ship and how you look at changing between fuels when you run between different areas as well. And so I, I get without actually nailing you to an exact yeah. date. We're looking for this to uh, sort of conclude towards the end of the first quarter in 2017.
0: Okay, that's good. And with the uh, the refining uh, angle too. I mean, there must have been an angle there where Cepstra looking at uh, we're looking at the boltons and saying, does this actually work? Is this going to be a viable technology? Where, where we're concerned too. <laughs>
1: Uh, and I think, you know, we've we've learned a lot of valuable lessons working with our partners at Cepsa over the last sort of nine months or so. It's always challenging working in a, a live refinery and a, offering them a new technology. But we've come through that very positively. They themselves are very happy with the work that we're doing uh, along there and very comfortable supporting us in this operational trial and looking forward to the conclusion of that trial and then the phased rollout of commercial operations.
0: Okay, I know that there hasn't been that much analyst coverage of late, at least detail, because I mean it is is difficult at, the, at this point to gauge uh, likely rev- revenues and cash flows uh, in the coming years. But just try and give our our readers some idea of the size of the market here that Quadros could be tapping into.
1: Right. Okay. I think if I can just take a very quick step back, it's just let's talk about the sort of business model, and we've got a very simple one, which is we're offering sort of technology business support and chemicals and equipment to manufacture uh, msar fuels and our key uh, revenue stream over the uh, short to medium term is going to be those technology license sales and chemical sales so in taking that forward what we're looking at is not just the marine market but we think there are opportunities because the marine bunker market is basically centered around four or five major bunker hubs in the world Around those major bunker hubs are major refining hubs. So that gives us the opportunity to go into those markets, talk to the refiners who are the producers of the fuel, and they can then provide that fuel to the marine operators who will use that for fueling. In addition to that, we can also talk to those refiners about using MSAR to fuel their own refinery and petrochemical facilities. And in the key markets in the Middle East and the Far East, there are really significant power opportunities there. So we've got an option to actually enable those refiners to really deliver fuel to three markets and a wide range of customers, which does two things. One, it opens up the growth potential for them, and we think it significantly de-risks it. And to give you some context, the sort of global uh, heavy fuel oil market is around 450 million tonnes a year. So there's a really significant market there. We only need to get a relatively small proportion of that to to have very significant revenues and deliver significant shareholder value. And why would
0: shippers turn to to MSAR?
1: It's got some very clear benefits. Uh, It's got clear economic benefits and it's got clear sort of environmental benefits over heavy fuel oil as the alternative. So they've got the dual benefits of actually having something which is cheaper than heavy fuel oil, has better environmental credentials than heavy fuel oil.
0: And it's easier to operate with as well. I think you mentioned that it has a lower rate of uh, carbon particulates.
1: Yeah, because the fuel is effectively pre-atomized, you get almost complete combustion. So there is virtually no carbon particulates. So that's a significant uh, benefit. In addition to that, because it's got fuel in it, it actually reduces the temperature at which the fuel burns in the diesel engines. And that significantly reduces NOx emissions as well.
0: Okay, I think one of the, the really interesting aspects of uh, the business model as well is that uh, Quadrise has been able to uh, get its major partners, Axe and Nobel and Maes to fund a lot of the development of the fuel too. At the last statutory report, I think you had six or seven million pounds in cash. Do you foresee going back to the market at any point in the future or would you be looking at, at debt markets? I think if we chose to
1: come back to the market, it would It would probably be the equity markets we'd look at. But at this stage, we've got no current plans to do that. It's something we clearly look at on a a regular basis. But no, we don't have any current plans to do that.
0: Okay. I guess we're heading into a fallow period in terms of news flow uh, from Quadrise ahead of the first quarter uh, next year. But have you any final message to our readers as well, what they should be looking for now? Because, I mean, it is getting to the point now where we we could see commercial fruition.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's that. It, it is that patience. We are getting very near to commercial fruition and our whole business model is geared on us being a hugely operationally geared business. So we've got a very small fixed asset base. We're attracting partners uh, who are amongst the largest in the world in the respective markets. And we're looking at relatively low volumes of MSAR producing significant revenues for us. And that gets us to a commercial stage of actually being able to be self-sustaining really quite rapidly.
0: Well, yeah, I would imagine that any of our readers who are shareholders in Quadros, and I would imagine there's a fair number, we'd be, uh, be glad to hear that. Oh, yeah, Michael, thanks very much for talking to us. And no doubt we'll be in touch uh, ahead of uh, Q1 next year.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Nice to meet
2: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,